0: This is Paul McGann, and you're listening to the Five Ish Fangirls Podcast.
1: The tangents that squeak continue all the way to episode 320 of the Five Ish Fangirls Podcast and I shall quote Her Majesty the Queen. All too often, I fear, Prince Philip has had to listen to me speaking. Frequently, we have been discussed my intended speech beforehand, and as you will imagine, his views have been expressed in a forthright manner. He is someone who doesn't take easily to compliments, but he has quite simply been my strength and stay all these years, and I and his whole family and this and many other countries owe him a debt greater than he would ever claim or we shall ever know. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Five Shrank podcast. So glad you could join us. Let's start off like a with the virtual table and see who's joined us this week. This is Brittany Troy.
0: This is Chrissy in Salt Lake City.
1: This is Holly from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Apples, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Hello. Brittany is trying to escape the Matrix, uh, but Agent Smith is uh, fighting back.
0: <laughs> so. We we thought we had it sorted, but nope. Yeah, so bear bear with
1: us, folks. Uh, We're just gonna blame it on wildlife because she's out in the middle sorry. of nowhere. <laughs>
2: it's
1: okay. It's okay. <laughs> All right,
0: we'll figure it out.
1: Yep. Oh. Anyway, yeah. so yeah uh we shall uh keep calm and carry on Mm -hmm. um keep the stiff upper lip uh so yeah we're going to uh forego uh uh most of our usual uh trimmings um, banter banter for Mm -hmm. this week's episode um as Unfortunately, as happened as has happened uh, several times since we started doing this show, that uh, occasionally things happen, people pass, and we need to take the time to uh, acknowledge said person's passing beyond just our little Mm -hmm. news segment. Um, So, um, so we're going to skip feedback and news. We'll get all to that. We'll, we'll go back to all that next week so if you set feedback and you're not hearing it don't worry you'll hear it next episode mm-hmm.
0: so we'll we'll right. just have some extra but yeah so yeah. this week uh as uh i'm sure many of you have heard or if you haven't um is the passing of the duke of edinburgh prince philip the, the husband of queen elizabeth the second uh at the age of ninety nine just mm-hmm. two months, i believe shy of his one hundredth birthday mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which i'm like hey i'm willing, I'm willing to give him the century <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, yeah uh, prince Prince william in his uh statement uh, get you know he said you know i, I mentioned his his grandfather's century mm-hmm. of life, and I'm like, you know what, good enough for me
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I mean, just reading. There's going to be a lot in the show notes for this week, a lot mm-hmm. of links to various mm-hmm. articles from the BBC to the New York Times to, you know, the Hoboken Times <laughs> uh, <laughs> who have, uh, you know, written articles and obituaries and, you know, write-ups and everything. And then there's videos and um all sorts of things that we'll put in the show notes. So if you want to read up, you certainly can. Um, but just trying to write down even my own notes to try and keep straight, you know, his you know, century of life and accomplishments. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do you even be, you know, it's like, yeah. how do you even try to begin to, explain what someone in his position accomplished right Mm -hmm. his 99 almost 100 years and I mean I've I've got four pages of notes and that's (laughs) just barely scratching the surface Um, yeah
0: I, I think I think part of this is you you cover as much as you of it as you can and then you know you leave it to you leave it to others to cover the rest of it. Um, yeah, yeah, like you said, like I mean, ninety nine years, nearly a hundred, and you know that spans, you know, most of the twentieth century and everything that mm-hmm. happened there. I mean, it. I mean, we we could refer to the to to the Crown, the the Netflix show, as you know, as it it covers most of the major things. But even then, it's still like, what a life.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm yeah I don't there's, know what... there's just still so much that mm. can only you know you can only fit so much <laughs> into right. a movie or you know a miniseries yeah. or you know whatever and mm-hmm. um yeah so uh, you know we'll we'll do our best mm-hmm. um you know obviously go seek out people who are paid to do you know mm-hmm. documentaries and yeah extensive write-ups and and stuff and do your own research but um i did uh you know we'll we'll try to cover at least some of the the highlights mm-hmm. i guess um
0: and there there's bound to be you know in the years to come more documentary more documentary type oh yeah coverage of just you know
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah of his life, and you know Queen Elizabeth, and all of this other stuff, as as is as happens with the you know royal the, the royal family and such, yeah. But yeah. today we 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 pause to pay tribute to. F- oh my gosh, yeah. Like like you said, uh, Rachel. Like you just scratched the surface of what we were able to to find out mm-hmm. and learn.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, so we'll start at the beginning. You know, um, born uh, in uh, Montereypos uh, in the Greek island of Corfu on the 10th of June 1921, uh, Philip was the fifth child of and the only son of Prince Andrew of Greece and Denmark and Prince Alice of Battenberg. Um, and um so uh he became a prince of both greece and denmark uh because of uh that and was actually in line of succession for both thrones um uh uh, as you can extrapolate uh he he had four older siblings all girls uh margarita theodora cecile and sophie um so uh not long after he was born um the family kind of um started they there was some turmoil <laughs> as as with a lot of royals in countries all over the world um there's gonna be <laughs> moments of of issue and strife um yes. But uh, yeah, not long oh, after. He... Right Sorry. <laughs> um, not long after he was uh, born, his uh, maternal <laughs> grandfather, uh, yep. Prince Louis of, I don't know if that's Louis or Louis, to be honest with you, of of Battenberg, um, also known as Louis Mount Mount Batten, Marquise of Milford Haven, uh, died in London. Um now Louis, Louis, I don't I don't know what it is. What um, uh, well
0: <laughs> how here, here's the question. What how do Kate and Will pronounce their son's name cuz I think he's named after this this relative.
1: Uh, do I don't know. I think it's Louis. I think it's okay. Louis. Okay. Uh I just think we have I, this- Discussion. yeah i just i know i know <laughs> Bat, i I just know battenberg is German, so I don't know if that makes a difference on um the pronunciation or not
0: mm, yeah i don't know I don't know about the German I just know French'd be louis but yeah uh i think I think yeah we had this we had this discussion when 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 young Prince Louis was born, Louis. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and I keep forgetting. So yeah,
1: <laughs> Will and Kate,
0: apologies.
1: Yes, <laughs>
0: I know I would be annoyed if someone got my kid, my kid's name pronounced wrong. Yeah, but yeah. and I'm not, and I'm not in line to the to the throne of England.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I I know someone with their their, their first name mm-hmm. is spelled that way and he goes by Louie. So but that seems casual to me so I don't know. (laughs) I'm not sure either. Yeah. I'm not sure either. So we'll just bounce between the two probably. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Either way his his, his maternal grandfather died. Um, That grandfather um had been a um naturalized british subject um because he re he renounced his german titles um uh after he joined the royal navy um and adopted the surname mount batten uh, which is an Anglic- anglicized version of battenberg um because that was during the First World War, and um, anything German was not very favored mm-hmm. by anyone outside Germany. <laughs>
0: yeah. So. First World War is just a ugh, giant soap opera. Of, well, the causes of it, the, the actual fighting of the war, that's a different story.
1: But yeah. Like, yeah.
0: How they got there is just like, really? Yeah. Anyway. that's
1: another story. Yeah. Um. So, um. So his his family go takes off to London for the the funeral and memorial service. Um. They come back to Greece. Um. Where um. His father, his father Prince, Prince Andrew, actually uh stayed behind, um because he was the uh, commander of the Greek army. Or a, a division of the Greek army. And it just so happened that they were in the middle of a war with Turkey. <laughs> um, so, um, unfortunately, that war didn't go very well for the Greeks. Um, and um, Philip's uncle, um, who was the high commander of the Greek forces, King Constantine the I, um, was blamed for their the Greeks' defeat essentially and um when the, the Turks came in and took over they forced him to abdicate in September of 1922. Um there was uh Prince Andrew Philip's father was arrested um Oof. along with a bunch of other people um they ended up uh the commanding officer of the army uh, a general and five other senior politicians were also arrested. They were tried and executed um so uh they were really the the uh royals were really concerned that Andrew and his wife and the children's lives were at risk um, so um thankfully uh they none of them were harmed and actually um the uh uh, a revolutionary court uh banished the prince prince andrew and his family from greece for life um so they took off and settled in paris uh in late 1922 Uh, so their lives were spared but they could never come back to greece ever again um so um they (laughs) they took off on uh the british uh naval vessel the hms calypso um to evacuate and apparently philip because he was still an infant at this point um you know who's like a year old year and a half Mm -hmm. old um they had to make do, and they made him a cot from a fruit box. Mm-hmm. So you got little Prince Philip being evacuated <laughs> to Paris in a fruit crate, essentially. <laughs> so. That's a
0: story to tell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there there are, there are worse things to uh, be be carted off in, but whew. Yeah. quite quite the start to his uh, young life. Even though I'm sure he didn't remember it later yeah now I mean, just being a baby basically
1: yeah yeah
0: uh,
1: yeah so um, so once he got old enough he needed to start going to school um, while they were still living in Paris so they first sent him to the Elms which was an American school um, in Paris and uh, the gentleman that ran the school described Philip as A know-it-all smarty person, but always remarkably polite.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you've got it, flaunt it. Yeah. So in
1: 1928, when he was about seven, um, they sent him off to the United Kingdom to attend a cheam school. Um, and, uh, while he was attending that school, he bounced between living with his maternal grandmother, who was Victoria Mountbatten, uh, Dowager. Marchioness of Milford. Marchioness. Marchioness of Milford Haven, um, at Kensington Palace. So he got to know his future home really early, um, and his uncle George Mountbatten, who was the second Marquise uh, or Marquis of Milford Haven, um, in Berkshire. Um, so while he's off in the UK going to school, his four older sisters um, had grown up and were getting married. And it just so happened that um, all four of his sisters moved to Germany. And each of them married a German prince.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So. I guess the animosity with Germany didn't really make a big deal or make a big difference there.
1: Well, not as far as the sisters' marriages, no. No. Uh, As as far as their their choice and Husband yes uh, it, it does come into play though <laughs> um, oh I
0: can imagine yeah mm-hmm. so
1: yeah, so all of his sisters get married, all move to Germany uh, with their respective princes. Um, his mother was diagnosed with schizophrenia and uh, was institutionalized and his dad took off to Monte Carlo, really never to be seen by little Philip again. <laughs> lovely yeah um so in 1933 um he moved on to uh to uh, a school in germany <laughs> actually um the schul uh, schloss salem um because it happened to be owned by the family of one of his brother-in-laws Uh, So he got uh, a steep discount on the school fees. (laughs) Um, However, that particular school had been founded by a gentleman named Kurt Hahn, who happened to be Jewish. And in 1933, and going into 34, that was turning out to be a bad thing to be in Germany. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh so mm-hmm. uh Herr Hahn uh fled um to Scotland and founded a new school card called, called the Gordonstown school and Philip ended up going there with him um to continue his uh studies um in uh thirty seven Um, One of Philip's sisters, Cecile, and her husband um, and their children and her mother-in-law were all killed in a plane crash, Um, which, uh, you know, uh, at that point, Philip was 16. Um, He did attend the funeral, um, but apparently that sister and her husband were members of the Nazi party. So... Sad that Philip lost his sister. Mm. Not a loss for the Nazis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, looking back on it with with you know 2021 eyes, we look at it and like, oh no, the you know, the Nazis, and yes, they were awful. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. dispute that. At the time where this is nineteen thirty seven in Germany. Mm-hmm. And even and there were even some leaders abroad um, who were like, "Okay, yeah, this Hitler guy, he's actually doing a lot of good for for mm-hmm. Germany." And it just, I mean, that's kind of why. Little do they know. Yeah, it's kind of like if you, you've heard that analogy of you know you have one thread and you keep winding it and winding it, like you can break one thread, but then you know slowly, or you know the, the boiled frog principle. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, you start out cold and just by degrees gets hotter and hotter and hotter until you know you're boiled to death
2: mm-hmm. so
0: you know we, we hear like now we hear the, the term Nazi and we rightly recoil at the time it was like they're actually doing a lot of good it's like oh my so yeah so it, it's or it, at, the
1: ver- at the very least people tried to remain neutral yes right yes. This, because this, they had is, business with German yeah. Germany
0: yeah this is a reminder history is messy
1: yes uh-huh.
2: mm-hmm. yep
1: yeah uh so uh so yeah so uh philip uh finished his schooling in scotland and um in 1939 uh he um joined the uh royal naval college in dartmouth um he uh completed a term as a cadet and then um went back to greece actually apparently that whole band from greece thing didn't (laughs) stick Um, i was gonna say
0: i'm like i'm sure he probably visited greece yeah actually his his
1: mother was living there she was in athens Mm -hmm. um at least in in mid 1939 so he actually went there to and lived with her for like a month um and actually repatriated to greece um but um and he probably would have stuck there stayed there longer with his mom um but uh you know duty called and uh king george or yeah greek king george ii who happened to be philip's first cousin um told him that he needed to return to Britain. Um, to resume his training for the Royal Navy. So back to, you know, cadet life and military life, Philip went, Um, but that actually ended up being uh, uh, a good thing Uh, as much as he probably wanted to uh, stay in Greece and hang out with his mom. um, It ended up being uh, serendipitous that uh, his, his, uh you know the 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 greek king was like no you need to go back and finish your military training um because it just so happened that um that uh not long after he had returned to britain and to dartmouth um that the uh king of england (laughs) king george uh, the sixth and uh, Queen Elizabeth came for a tour of the Royal Naval College and they just so happened to be to have with them their two daughters Elizabeth and Margaret <laughs> um, during the visit um, the Queen and uh uh, Philip's uncle, Uncle Mountbatten, uh, um, asked his uh, nephew to um, escort the, the princesses for part of their tour. Um, uh, what's funny is actually Elizabeth and Philip had met briefly, like four years before, when Elizabeth was about nine at a at a wedding. Um, but that wasn't really a, a significant meeting unlike this time mm-hmm. um, where uh, uh, she and uh, Philip really connected and Elizabeth essentially fell he- head over heels for this guy. Um, so they be- began exchanging letters um, after that visit. So love like, eh, Love letters. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean given given how long they they their marriage lasted only and only and en- ended because he died it's like 73 years that is amazing.
1: Mhm. That mm-hmm. Is... That's just mm-hmm. years married. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> they not... had known each other you know for almost a decade yep. before they even got married.
0: Um, so let's round it up and say probably
1: eighty three. <laughs> yeah, yes, thereabouts. So,
0: so, so you know, shoot, that's. I mean, when I when I you know read, you know, I was reading the the obituaries and the tributes and things like that. I was, and then I saw the dates and everything. I was like, that is amazing for anybody. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, I I'm gonna you know. I, it's probably not too too far fetched to say you know that's a pretty pretty epic love story there mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah um so uh so philip uh finished his his training for the Royal navy graduated from Dartmouth in nineteen forty uh World War two is still occurring at this point um so he ends up joining the British forces and serving um it just happened that two of his brothers-in-law that were still, you know, obviously one had passed, but he had two other, two of the three remaining brothers-in-law fought on the other side for Germany. Um, so. That could put a damper on family reunions. Yeah, I imagine Christmas was kind of awkward. Just a little. Yeah. <laughs> just a smidge. Um. So, he was uh, appointed as a midshipman in January of 1940. Um, by uh, February of 1941, he had, been com- he had moved up to uh, sub-lieutenant. Uh, then he was promoted to lieutenant uh, the following July in 1942. Um, and then in October of 42, he became the first lieutenant of the HMS Wallace at the age of 21 um there's he bounced around from like ship to ship to ship to ship for uh during his 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 times especially during world war ii um so you, know, you can read up on uh, if you're someone who's like really into ships and names and histories of ships you can go look that up but i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna be like in this ship and then this ship and then this ship uh so um But, uh, no, and then uh, in 1944, he moved uh, from the HMS Wallace to the HMS Whelp, Um, and he was actually in Tokyo when the uh, instrument of surrender was signed by the Japanese.
2: Wow. Yep.
1: Yeah. so, and then after that, the, the Whelp was uh, returned to the UK in uh, early 1946, in January 46. Um, in the meantime, uh, you know, while he's serving on all of these ships and stuff, um, he and Elizabeth, Princess Elizabeth, are still exchanging letters. She actually served in World War II herself as a, um, working on engines. Like car engines, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. so she got. Re- she was a mechanic essentially, uh, so that she awesome. she knows her way around yeah. a a, uh, a an engine. <laughs> so, you know, nope, uh, it, no AAA for her. She didn't need it. Nope. <laughs> uh, it makes me wonder if, like,
0: in her off days, she like has a garage where she go works on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, i'm angry i need to take my aggressions on a piece of machinery that yeah. doesn't work. let me fix it parliament's <laughs> being dumb again
1: yeah <laughs> oh i'm gonna go take an engine apart and put it back together it makes me feel better <laughs> uh, no
0: it, it reminds me of this series that i've i've been well listening to the audiobook and it's a uh, anyway, it's his family and and the, the grandmother. They they live in a warehouse because they had to sell their house to to pay for their dad's cancer treatments, and he passed. But their grandmother, she works on tanks. <laughs> <And> she has <laughs> nice. her own garage and everything. And I'm like, oh my goodness, to yeah. have the queen working on, on cars. <laughs> yeah.
1: There are some pictures out there if you're looking for. Uh-huh. There's, there's pictures of her like in, an image. like the like the the jumpsuit, like uh-huh. you see like mechanics wear with, you yeah. know, her hair tied up, and you know standing <laughs> next to a a truck with like the hood open, you know, just ready to go at it with a wrench. Uh, so. It's uh, it's, it's pretty badass actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, get yourself a woman who knows her way around a wrench. Mm-hmm. That's what Philip was looking for. By Jove, he got it. Mm-hmm. uh Speaking of which, uh so by the summer of forty six, you know the the war is over ish, winding down, um, and. Uh, Philip uh, goes to uh, King George and asks for uh, the king's permission to marry his daughter. Um, And the king was like, absolutely. Can you wait to make it official, official till she turns 21? Which wouldn't be till the following year in 47. They're like, "Okay, no problem. We can wait uh mm-hmm. so they uh she turned 21 in april of 47 and their uh engagement was officially announced by the palace on the 10th of july 1947 and at that point uh philip uh, had renounced his greek titles um, became a british c- citizen and took the last name mount batten um and uh you know he uh obviously or proposed to her she got an engagement ring her engagement ring the center stone this, you know whopping three carat diamond <laughs> surrounded by a number of smaller diamonds were all uh, taken from a tiara that had belonged to his mother um and then the leftover diamonds were turned into a bracelet that she wears like all of the time so mm. uh, Um, So the wedding, uh, the engagement was announced in July. The wedding was planned for November. Uh, Not a lot of turnaround time um, at Westminster Abbey. Uh, The day before the wedding was to take place, the king bestowed on Philip the title of his royal highness. And then the morning of, he uh, was given the um, titles of Duke of Edinburgh. Of Marion Marionette Hand and Baron Greenwich, um, so um, they got married at uh, Westminster Abbey. Um, this was <laughs> any bride that uh, you know uh, talks about how they want the perfect wedding day even royalty (laughs) cannot have with all the power and money that they have could not guarantee a perfect wedding day um because this was uh rationing was still a thing post world war ii um to get the material needed to make her wedding dress uh elizabeth had to use uh ration coupons uh to buy the material for her gown um ended up being it's a beautiful dress um Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't you would know rationing was happening at the time um uh but uh a number of things happened the day of the wedding um as she was at uh buckingham palace getting ready um she did her own uh makeup and uh hair and and stuff um her tiara snapped oh no Ooh. ouch yes <laughs> which i'm not sure exactly how that happened <laughs> considering unless what these has got are. real thick curly hair like a few of us there may be oh. <laughs> maybe um thankfully the court jeweler was on call just in case something like this happened <laughs> oh uh so but he needed to go to his workshop to do the repair so they gave him a police escort <laughs> so out. that he could go to his workshop make the repairs and return in time to get the tiara on the bride oh my oh, gosh yes. it also happened that um she had been gifted um a some pearl necklaces and some pearl and diamond earrings to wear she forgot those oh. <laughs> and so her private secretary had to rush back to saint james palace and get them and get them back to buckingham palace in time for her official bridal portraits to be taken <laughs> oh, Did man. secretary also get a police escort <laughs> uh, they didn't say so so i'm guessing no
0: i don't know what the
1: dis i don't know what the distance is from from buckingham palace to saint james palace it probably wasn't it probably wasn't nearly as far as the royal jeweler had to travel probably
0: (laughs) uh so so anyone anyone out there who you know has gotten married or will get married and is planning and freaking out about oh everything has to go off without a hitch uh just you know take take heart in the fact that yeah queen elizabeth's wedding had a few hiccups of its own
1: yes yes don't stress yep like if the future queen of england can't have a a picture perfect wedding day without any hiccups then uh you can live yes (laughs) and it will be a funny story to tell later anyway yes oh uh obviously the the ceremony ended up happening they got married um it was aired over bbc radio (laughs) about 200 million people around the world listened in um so um so they got married and um after their honeymoon um they moved into clarence house which is in london um and uh they got uh, uh Philip actually went back to um his uh back to the navy um and did some work for them and uh Princess Elizabeth uh started taking on some of the um official duties of doing like events and stuff on behalf of her father. Um, And also in the process, they had two kids. Uh, Charles was born in 1948, and then Princess Anne followed in 1950. Um, Philip continued his naval career until July of 1951. Um, But uh, even though he technically finished his career in 51, he uh, still received a promotion and received the rank of commander in 1952. Probably because he was the husband of the princess of. Yes, would, would be I, my guess. Yeah,
0: like when, when you're, when yeah. you're like
1: commander to... sounds much better.
0: <laughs> yes, when you're married to into the royal family, you get stuff like that. Yes.
1: Uh-huh. Um. So at this point uh the early uh 1950s uh the king's health is starting to deteriorate so uh both Philip and Elizabeth um uh, you know or uh, the duke and duchess of edinburgh um start undertaking more and more royal duties uh they did a tour of canada in 51 um in in late nineteen fifty-one and then in early nineteen fifty-two they began a tour of other Commonwealth countries. Um and uh they were in and this was depicted in the crown fairly accurately, at least as far as you know official memoirs and memories mm-hmm. go. Um they were in Kenya when word came the king had passed away on the sixth of February 1952, which essentially technically immediately made Elizabeth Queen. Um, so um, uh, so they had to leave uh, Africa and immediately return to the UK um, to prepare for her coronation. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so she was uh, officially crowned Queen on the 2nd of June 1953. Um, And this started the first kind of tussle between this monarchy and the establishment that had just kind of gone along with tradition up until this point. I think is the best way to put it Um, because when uh, the monarch comes into, you know, being, you know, taking, taking the throne, um, their royal house has to be given a name. And that's kind of like the, the, the lineage, the, Mm the, the legacy.
0: Yeah. It's like sticks. Like, like, you know most people they have a a surname a, a last name, a family name what mm-hmm. they have their house that's yes your, instead of a yes. last name
1: that that's yeah. what and that talking. and that's how they tend to be referred to like you know if we talk about like the Tudors, yes, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, things like that yeah you know, yeah so, talk about so that, you'll, you'll hear kind of sh-
0: yeah Henry Tudor, that's his name, Tudor is yeah. his, basically his last name, yeah but anyway,
1: yeah, so um so uh Philip's uncle, Lord, you know Lord Mountbatten, uh, suggested House of Mountbatten. Uh, Philip suggested House of Edinburgh, because uh, that would be a a, a good compromise, because that's both of their kind of titles um, as as Duke and Duchess. Um, and uh, but uh, Queen Mary. Uh, Elizabeth's grandmother and the Prime Minister at the time, Winston Churchill, um, both went to, uh, you know, Elizabeth and was like, uh, no, that name, you know, the house name is House of Windsor, it should stay House of Windsor. And she sided with her grandmother and the Prime Minister, which uh, Philip, obviously, he, you know, (laughs) he could he didn't have, you know, any, he didn't have a dog in this fight. You know, when mm-hmm. she said goes, right. um, mm-hmm. that didn't mean he couldn't complain. And apparently he privately said, I am nothing but a bloody amoeba. I'm the only man in the country not allowed to give his name to his own children.
0: Yeah, that was, I mean, if, you know, the crown if it, if it is as accurate as they say, I mean there is definitely um, something about you know the 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 balance between you know being a family, being and and then being royalty and being you know the royal family and all the tradition and the pomp and circumstance and mm-hmm. and the leadership that goes into that, the responsibilities, and you know it's kind of a tough a tough balance to strike. Uh, in in a lot of ways, and so you know, I, I'm reminded of all things of a line from the movie The Princess Diaries. Um, you know, and Julie Andrews as as the Queen says to to Anne Hathaway's character. You know, you think of you know everyone thinks a princess is supposed to be pretty, wear wear beautiful gowns, and marry the prince, live happily ever after. But it's more than that. It is a real job, and mm-hmm. so it's like, you know, how are you gonna approach that or how how is it gonna go and so you know I, every time you know the, the royal family comes up i just i always think of that line for some reason just mm-hmm. because it's, you know they they have they have what they you know they have all these things that they do as, as for for the country and some do it better than others but you know your life is under a microscope and mm-hmm. nothing other than who you were born to Pretty much, so I don't know. I'm not being all like, "Oh, woe is them," but at the same time, it's kind of like you know, that's got to be rough. In, in a some bit. way, yeah, yeah. I mean, yep. everyone everyone has their has their stuff that they go through.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, Well, and they were able to kind of make a compromise. Um, later, um, after. Elizabeth's grandmother had passed and Winston Churchill had was no longer prime minister um Elizabeth was able to kind of do things more her way mm-hmm. and um actually issued a order um in in 1960 uh that uh stating that Mountbatten Windsor would be the surname that any of her and Philip's Uh, male line descendants who did not receive the honorific as royal highness or prince or princess although the princess part didn't apply then but now
2: Uh
1: um now that the line of succession it does not matter the gender um it it would be prince or princess um uh so and it just so happened that uh, when she did that uh she did that uh about a week and a half before she gave birth to prince andrew (laughs) In nineteen sixty. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if she knew she was having a boy at that time, but uh she's like, Well, I'm having another one, so um let's change things up a little. Um, well, let's make it a little easier on everybody. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and then they had one more child, uh, Prince Edward in nineteen sixty four. Uh so they ended up having two more children after she became queen. Um, although I didn't realize that there was such a huge age difference between Anne and Andrew. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so I was always acquainted that I always you know assumed that they were like really close to each other. I was like, No, you know, she had Anne in fifty and Andrew in sixty. There's a ten year age gap between the two of uh-huh. them. So um uh so uh so that, that probably helped uh, at least a little to be able to be like okay any more children that we have that aren't going to be you know their royal highness will get the name mount windsor although that ended up not being the case with both andrew and and yeah Edward like, because they're both yeah. prince so yeah i was gonna say
0: the only one that I'm aware of that that's their, that's the, the surname is Harry and Megan's son. Boy. Archie. Yeah. Archie, Archie. Yeah. Archie. Yeah. Like even all, all the, all their grandkids are, you know, Prince yeah. and princess. Of, of yeah. Them. So, yeah. I don't know again, family dynamics.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, And will probably be the case for the next Sussex baby Sussex too. So, Likely, Um, so um but even before that even 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 with the the royal you know house name um right after elizabeth became queen um she made sure to acknowledge that philip was going to be an integral part of her reign um and uh actually announced that um that the duke was to have place preeminence and precedence next to her on all occasions and in all meetings except where otherwise provided by act of parliament so essentially he would go with her to anything and everything and have just as much uh yeah well, not just as much power, but he'd be like he'd be like, You know she's Captain Picard, and he's Riker mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. you know yeah. uh so he would technically outrank even Charles except in Parliament, um although Philip would escort uh Elizabeth or her Royal Highness to Parliament for the annual state opening ceremonies. But he was just there as her escort. He did not have any political power in Parliament like she does mm-hmm. um, so um there's uh that, and um he uh also you know took on uh, other royal duties on his own, not just as you know as uh, as elizabeth's you know uh you know number one. Um, in nineteen fifty six he actually, with Kurt Hahn, so he kept in touch with his his former uh, uh school teacher, I guess um, they founded the Duke of Edinburgh's award um, that is given to uh youth to give them a sense of responsibility to themselves and their communities so kind of a, a civil service award but for youth um and um he's actually i think i read somewhere i don't know if, i can't i can't find it now but apparently they that award has been given out to like millions of, of, wow. of, of youth in the in the time that it's yeah. uh yeah, at various apparently i guess there's like levels or something to it but yeah. yeah it's uh but it's given out to to youth for who um you know are exceptional in volunteering and um you know doing things in their communities and stuff um and it's actually expanded beyond the UK to uh the commonwealth too to so australia canada um places like that india um Uh, So between all of those, uh, it's given it's been given out to a large, large number of 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 youth. Um, And then um, from from 1956, 1957, he did kind of a world tour aboard the H.M.Y. Britannia, um, and it included him going to Melbourne, Australia to open the uh, summer summer Olympics in 56 and uh visiting the antarctic which may which gave him the honor of being the first royal to cross the antarctic circle <laughs> he was quite the adventurer yes. yes
2: he was
1: i mean there was that, that
0: episode on the crown where they make a big deal about him flying a helicopter or flying, mm-hmm. yeah like learning to fly and it was just kind of like okay i had no idea he was you know into that kind of stuff but it's not like I Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, that that's why he enjoyed being in the in the navy in the you know doing his military service so much. Mm-hmm. Um you know, he I think he even said in an interview, you know, if if he hadn't, you know, had to, you know, not necessarily give up his his military career but you know, step aside to focus mm-hmm. on his royal duties that he probably would have made a life out of it and probably died in the line of duty uh you know defending his country probably yeah. um so uh, but it, it made him a very very uh worldly um person you know it made him very uh, aware of you know other uh you know other cultures and other you know people of of other countries and food uh which we <laughs> i'll, I'll expand upon that here in a little bit Mm -hmm. um (laughs) so um so yeah so he you know things like the his award and stuff you know were were things that he started uh you know fairly early on after elizabeth became queen um but uh his his biggest thing and the one that you know i want to make sure we touch on is and this is something that I think probably a good number of people don't realize that this is kind of the bread and butter of the royals is their charity work. Um, you know, the, the queen does have some political power. Mm-hmm. You know, any any laws passed by parliament have to go by her. Um, and she has to give her her okay. I don't know what happens if she said no <laughs> yeah. Yeah. uh, so she does have some political power mm-hmm. um but yeah, I think when people think of the royalties, they think of them like you know doing ribbon cuttings at like train stations or something, and yeah, they do do some of that, um, but they do a lot of work, yeah,
0: not
1: well, like- necessarily public for mm-hmm. lots of different organizations mm-hmm. um oh go ahead yeah. Chris.
0: well i was just gonna say like following the the royal family facebook page it'll talk about you know the, the different royals and they're they, you know, they're they're a patron of this charity or that mm-hmm. charity or that kind of thing and and so it's like i get the feeling that i mean I read a lot of historical fiction and historical romance, which I know is not entirely accurate. Um, But the whole idea of, you know, you're, you, you, you have the, the, the idea is you have this title, you have this sort of power, so to speak, or this, this, you're very visible. So there is a, a big push to, to do good works, to to do charity, and to bring awareness and, and to things, and, and you know, this has been going on for a, se- a couple centuries or more. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, seeing what they do, you know, it, you know, and, and we've we've seen articles of you know, with William and Kate going to talk about you know mental health and, and meeting with people, and, and and like in the last year, um, I just saw um, a, a bit about. I think it was the princess Royal princess Anne, going and talking to, to medical um, personnel, you know, with, with the virus and and stuff like that. So it's, I mean, yeah, we know, in America, we're kind of thinking, well, you know, we're not part of this, you know, why should we care? And, you know, some of that there's, there's some merit to that, but also it's like they're for the most part, they're trying to do something good and to Mm -hmm. use their influence for some, for, for good. And, you know, and I, you know, you can't. You, I can't. You can't fault him for any of that. Obviously, it's like you know we could kind of use a little bit more of that, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's royalty or or whoever doing this. So you know, let him do it. Quite mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, according to the uh, official website for the the royal family, um, over the course of his life, uh, the Philip was. Um, associated either as president patron honorary member or some other capacity with almost a thousand organizations wow yeah yes Um, and each of the royals has kind of their focus you know like Chrissy was saying now that the younger royals you know especially William and, and 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 Catherine uh you know are yeah you know, they've received patronages as um you know as, as as we we get here to to Philip's final years but also her Majesty the Queen have started to lessen the amount of work that they do so they passed on some of those patronages to the younger the younger royals um but they also have subjects that, that are important to them like mental health and in uh, the Duke's case, um he was really uh he really liked to focus on the environment, industry, sports, and education. He also has a lot of military patronages too, um, which both William and, and Catherine have have taken over uh most of those uh in the last probably five years or so um because the the monarchy is the head of the military as, as well, kind of like the president here is technically the head of the United States military. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, so you can actually go on the Royal website and look at all of the patronages that every member of the Royal family has been associated with from Her Majesty all the way down. Um, and you can search by like subject or you can just look at by a, a particular member of the Royal family and you know i filtered it to just you know <laughs> the duke of edinburghs and it's a long 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 <laughs> list uh you know everything from you know the the like the uk lawn and tennis association which is essentially the organization that does wimbledon um which i think kate is now actually the patron of um and to whatever you know take your pick Uh, he's Mm -hmm. he's he's been involved with uh just a sheer number he was president of BAFTA uh (laughs) for six years between 1959 and 1965 um and actually they just had the BAFTAs and they they made sure to acknowledge him um you know one is a British institution it's the the British essentially equivalent Mm -hmm. of the Oscars but he had was a former president of the organization Um, Mm -hmm. So they made sure to acknowledge him at the most recent ceremony. Um, He was a patron of the British Heart Foundation for over 50 years, um, which considering the number of times that he had been hospitalized for cardiac issues, Uh I imagine that that was something that, you know no pun intended, was close to his heart. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) So sorry about that. Um, But one that um, I did not realize until I saw it, it was shared on Instagram. um, But he helped actually found. He helped start and was president of the World Wildlife Fund. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had no idea. Neither. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> um he he had um he had uh helped uh yeah, he had hard, he had um uh helped found it and um was president in the UK of like the UK, I guess branch or whatever of the organization uh for a number of years and then he became the international president um for a good number of years and then he was kind of just president ad nauseum for the rest of his life uh so yeah i had i had no idea it just so happens that uh little side tangent um the uh uh, the fandom running, um, because I joined the cl- you know, the, the group on Facebook and, you know, was reading up on the, on their stuff, um, and was directed towards, uh, an app called charity miles. Mm-hmm. And, um, you can, you know, if you use something like, the you know, a, a fit or, you know, whatever, um, or, uh, certain apps like the, uh, Nike running club, uh, app, uh, to track like your exercise and your steps and stuff. Um, your steps w- go into that app, and from there, they will donate on your behalf. Uh, to a chosen charity within their app. Um, and I just so happened that mm-hmm. when I first I first downloaded that app, that I the my chosen charity on there is the World Wildlife Fund. Oh. So I had been inadvertently supporting you know the Duke of Edinburgh was one of his you know OG charities for the last several months by uh <laughs> logging those steps so yay uh but yeah just the just the sheer number of organizations that that he was he was uh involved in is there's just there's not They're a not. time for us to, you know.
0: Oh no. Co- yeah, cover there's... them all.
1: Um. Uh, you know, and that then that's uh. It's just. It's just. It's it's seeing things like that, and you know, now with, especially with with social media, obviously things have you know had to be, less. You know active because of the the pandemic and stuff but mm-hmm. um even with the pandemic that the royals have really tried to still be as active with their charities and patronages as much as they can, whether it's you know doing zoom calls with you know local food shell you know
2: you know food
1: pantries that are helping give out food to people you know that are uh, you know have lost their jobs because of the pandemic or you know, even the queen there's a picture you know images of the queen using zoom yep. to talk to people from different organizations and stuff. So it's like, you know, it, it's, it's very cool that, you know, even, even with this going on and because of the pandemic, they have done things, you know, uh, Catherine has um, uh, helped put together a, a book of, uh, cause she's really big into um, art and photography is what she studied in, in college. Um, And she's a really good photographer, too, if you've ever seen any of the stuff she shot. Mm -hmm. Um, She's got a good eye. Um, That um, she put together a campaign and had people from around the UK submit images that kind of encapsulate, you know, like find an image that kind of encapsulates your experience with the pandemic. And they took like the the, uh, like the top 100 of them. Uh, you know, had a committee pick 100 of them, and um, they've put together this book now that people can purchase, um, kind of a coffee table type book. And, um, you know, I I think some of the proceeds of that book are going to to some of the, you know, charities and stuff to help support people Mm -hmm. that have been hurt because of the pandemic. Um, So, you know, it's, 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 it's things like that, That are like, yes, you know, this is this is why the royals are important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 For however you feel about the the drama and politics and whatever. It's like you you know, there are so many organizations that would probably struggle to stay funded. Yeah. If you didn't get a name you know, like right. the freaking queen of England to be like, oh, mm-hmm. look at this charity. And you know, all of a sudden, you know, people are like, here, take my money, you know, here, let me buy your product or whatever it is that they do. Yes. Uh, you can't get better, you know, PR than freaking queen of yeah. England. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're like. Yeah, I mean, complain about it all you want. They're they they have a place in our world, in our in our society and culture to to an extent. So, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Over the uh, over the the course of his life, the uh, the Duke of Edinburgh was a very busy man uh, between his his charity and patronage work and. Uh, you know, his duties as both husband, the father of, you know, the future King of England Mm -hmm. and, you know, consort essentially to the Queen, you know, essentially the person who is the Queen's biggest supporter, Uh, you know, the person she can turn to no matter what. Mm -hmm. So, um, and in um, 2000, February of 2013, Um, He became the oldest ever male British royal and the third longest uh, uh, and then in April 2019, he became the third longest lived member of the British royal family, Um, which even before that, even all the way back in 2000, uh, when he was a spry 79 years old. Um, he gave an interview he actually remarked then that he could not quote imagine anything worse and had no desire whatsoever to become a cent- centenary <laughs> <laughs> saying quote bits of me are falling off already oh. uh, well uh-huh. he got his wish uh-huh. it only took 20 more years yeah
2: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> uh so even then at 79 he's like ah i'm old i'm just i'm done uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he still kept going though because it wasn't until uh june of uh two, uh 2011 uh, uh in celebration of his 90th birthday that he said then that he was going to slow down reduce his duties duties uh you know, start handing off patronages to the younger folks and and stuff uh because according to him he had done his bit um, uh although uh he he did get a new title uh from his his wife um in honor of his 90th birthday she gave him the title lord high admiral <laughs> Well, nice. that's that's quite the birthday present. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yep. Um. So he officially retired from royal duties on the second of August, two thousand seventeen, um, with his final solo public engagement at the age of ninety-six, where he had a meeting with some royal Marines. Um. He, uh, since then, had continued to do, um, like familial type events you know like uh mm-hmm. megan and, and harry's wedding um the eugene and jack yeah eugene and, and jack's wedding and uh you know other things like that you know fan, you know family get-togethers for like the holidays and and, and things like that you know sitting down with for um uh, portraits for like he and the the queen's 70th wedding anniversary and and things like that he would he would still come out and and do things for um but other than that he he was pretty much done doing official engagements um and um again according to i believe the royal website um I don't know who bothered it. well, I miss mean, the royals to keep track of everything. Uh someone was keeping track and they figured that since 1952, when he would officially, you know, when Elizabeth uh would have uh become queen even even before her coronation when her father passed, um, and he became uh consort uh to the queen, that he had completed just solo engagements. This doesn't count anything he may have done, you know, with His wife or his kids or his grandkids or something like that. Just solo engagement. He completed 22,219 solo engagements. Wow. Since 1952.
0: And that is definitely, there's definitely more because he did a bunch with
1: other people. Oh, yeah. Uh Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm
1: sure we I'm sure if you count uh, you know engagements done with other people you're probably getting into six figures probably <laughs> easily mm-hmm. would be my guess. Um so, yeah, he kept pretty busy even yeah. even um as uh seemingly every so often um his he would have something happen with his health. Um, He's been hospitalized off and on mm-hmm. for this, that, and the other thing. Heart issues, bladder infections. Some things you could kind of expect when you get to a certain age. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he had a, he had a, it was planned, but he had a, a total hip replacement. Uh, six weeks before Megan and Harry got married. Wow. So <laughs> when you see him walking on his own at Harry and Megan's wedding. That is six weeks post op full hip replacement. The man was a badass.
2: <laughs> like <Yes>. honestly.
1: <laughs> I was I was struggling, you know, three months after having my gallbladder taken out, and that was not, you know, having an when entire I, joint replaced.
0: <laughs> as I understand it, it's like I mean the family life is was Really important yes. is really important to the royal family. So you know, getting to getting to a grandchild's wedding. Oh yeah, that. I mean, it, it's one of those things that I could see that they could see both both Prince Philip and the Queen being like, "No, you're going." And, you know, he's like, no I'm going. We're gonna do this, and I don't care." <laughs>
2: mm-hmm, <laughs> you have mm-hmm. to wheel
0: me in. I'm going. I'm gonna be at that wedding.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But but to have him, you know, walking on his own after. Having yeah hip replaced so soon
1: who hats yeah. off to
0: you man well
1: you're, you're, uh, for people that you know have lived long lives uh yeah. you know, to you're, you're, you see interviews with people that have lived into their 90s and sometimes triple digits and that, you know they ask them you know what's your secret to long life and yeah, a lot of them will say keeping busy you know yeah. act, not acting your age helps quite a bit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um it it you know keeping yourself mentally young helps keep you feel physically young. Um and he did do that. I mean he played polo um for the longest time. Um he like Chrissy mentioned he he was an avid uh pilot. Um he uh started flying lessons in 1952 and Uh, By the time he turned 70, he he had accrued over 5,000 pilot hours. Um, And funnily enough, um, there in uh, 2014, there was a report that an old newsreel film had been discovered of uh, when Philip was doing a flying tour of South America in the 1960s. Um, and apparently, in this film, um, he he's piloting you know the, the aircraft, and his co-pilot was Captain Peter Middleton, ah! Catherine's grandfather. Oh wow! <laughs> Talk about a small um, world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was an avid painter. Um, he apparently was a huge foodie i promise i get <laughs> i get back around it i was yeah like uh i'll again i'll put this in the show notes um this video is from like a year ago but it's an interview with a former royal chef and um while he's he's speaking he's he's demonstrating how to make actually one of the uh, prince philip's favorite meals um but and i think again this comes from his time in the military traveling around the world to all these places you know serving on all these different ships um he just became very um adventurous when it came to food and apparently loved barbecue and (laughs) grilling (laughs) if he could he would grill out every day of the week apparently and and not just like your your stereotypical like steak and you know hamburgers and hot dogs like he would grill anything and everything he could get his hands on um and just really loved using different like exotic spices and rubs and you know uh, s- you know oils and and you know different flavors and stuff um it, i I was joking with chauncey i said there were you know apparently um the 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 prince philip and the the queen's food relationship is kind of similar to chauncey and i um where the wife's palate dictates what the family eats um and so you know if the queen doesn't like something nobody gets that in their Mm -hmm. meal apparently she doesn't like garlic (laughs) uh yeah vampire confirmed, I don't know.
0: Uh <laughs> no, weren't they all supposed to be werewolves? Werewolves yeah. Yeah. according to Doctor yeah. Who?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love garlic, so yeah, same kind of here. Sad. Um mm. I, I had garlic earlier actually. Uh, <laughs> uh although I could see you know not eating garlic, you know, if you're gonna be meeting like a head of state or something. Right. But yeah, apparently yeah. she just doesn't like garlic. Uh but apparently if she would go, if she would go away for something and philip did not go with her it was very exciting for him because then he could have whatever he wanted for dinner (laughs) he could he could have the stuff that was on the bowling list yes
0: (laughs) he's like he's like okay grandma's not here we're gonna we're gonna grill
1: Mm -hmm. break out the the hot sauce andy (laughs) (laughs) all the spicy things because oh granny at home <laughs> mm-hmm. oh my
0: gosh that is just that is so funny i love it especially because i love barbecue <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah so i just i thought that was so funny because chauncey does the same thing he'll buy things that he know i he knows i won't eat but he'll wait and make that for like lunch or dinner for himself when he knows i'm not home <laughs> Mm-hmm. it's nice. like i don't it's like then i'll have to make two separate meals <laughs> it's like rachel's not home time for fish uh, <laughs> even if it does make the apartment smell like fish <laughs> so, but yeah it, i thought that was so funny um so the the royals they're just they're people like us mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yes. they are they are um so that being said, um obviously, we are now to present day, and uh the uh the duke is uh no longer with us um and um but this is this is aside from the stuff that they're gonna have to adjust because of the pandemic um this has been planned since like the 60s or something like that uh not long after Elizabeth became queen essentially uh plans were made for both what would happen when Philip passed and when she would pass and possibly when well in our lifetime whenever Charles passes um yeah
0: there I mean there there's always contingencies cuz they just they just have these they just have these things ready to go yeah. At a, at a mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and
1: yeah, and it's it's you know, it's a kind of things like um you know, what type of service would they want, where do they want to be buried? Um that that sort of thing. So, um like I said, other than the COVID-19 adjustments, essentially what's going to happen um uh, later this week as we're recording this is what Philip has wanted and has been on paper for quite a long time. Um, so officially, Operation Fourth Bridge is now in effect. Um, with the, for the Queen, it's Operation London Bridge. Uh, so um, the, uh, as, um, as planned, um, you know, he passed on Friday. Um, it was not released to the public until um, a press release was issued by the palace, and mm-hmm. um, people like the prime minister um, and the head of like the House of Lords, uh, you know, the real high ups in the uh, government had been notified. They had to be notified first, um, and then the all the flags were lowered at half mast, um, and they will remain there. Um, Until 8 a.m. on the day following the Duke's funeral. So um, they uh, are officially um, in a, uh, the royal family essentially is any period of uh, officially eight days of mourning. Um, Although I do not believe that Saturday when the funeral takes place that that is going to be a national holiday unlike when the queen passes i believe that will be a national holiday so like the entire country essentially will shut down mm-hmm. uh for for her funeral but i do not believe they're going to do that for for the duke um so um all union flags national flags um and other flags on governmental buildings um like flags of the armed forces um are are supposed to be um suggested to be replaced by a union flag and at half-mast um however the royal standard um which is the flag above windsor castle will be continued to be flown at full mast because that represents the presence of a living monarch so when her royal highness passes that flag will also go to Mm. um half-mast presumably i guess um Uh, During this period of mourning, all UK television presenters must wear black members of parliament. uh, Men who wear ties must wear black ties and everyone will wear black armbands on their left on their left arm um, when they're in the House of Commons and no laws will be passed uh, during this period. Um, Hopefully there won't be any need to pass any laws during Mm -hmm. the eight day period. We are in a pandemic. Uh, so I guess if it is a matter of national emergency, they could make an exception. Again, I do not know how <laughs> it works if the queen can't or is on, you know, doesn't want to, you know, check yes on a law. So I, I would assume well, there's probably some plan in place for that. I would hazard to guess um, the fact that we are in a, a pandemic is kind of unprecedented.
0: Yeah. We're making this up as we go along. A little Everybody. bit.
1: A little bit. Mm-hmm. Um uh so but yeah, no no laws are supposed to be passed <laughs> during during the the morning period. Um the the BBC suspended um all non-children's programming um on on Friday um so that they could uh show other things, you know, special reports. Mm-hmm. Uh, all sorts of things. Um, And um, that uh, evening um, the tenor bell at Westminster Abbey rang and was told once a minute, every minute for 99 minutes to reflect the Duke's lifespan. Wow. Yep. Um, So um, as far as the funeral and this is this you can be right read this there's a a page for it on the on the royal website plus it's been also posted by all the major news sources as well um how the funeral is going to take place the duke never wanted a state funeral um he wanted more of a military uh style funeral um because yeah, his military service that that's what he wanted so that's what they're going to give him um so um he he indicated that he did he wanted minimal fuss <laughs> so even <laughs> without the pandemic the, 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 this is not going to be a whole lot of pomp and circumstance um yeah. so he is not lying in state um, he is lying at rest at the private chapel at Windsor Castle um, right now, um, uh, and um, he uh, his his coffin is draped with um, his personal standard um, and uh, so, uh, flowers, um, uh, uh, his naval cap, sword. Um, yeah, and, um, it will stay that way until the service, um, the, um, so the ceremony is going to be on the same level as far, as far as pomp and circumstance to the queen mother's funeral and what they gave Diana, um, after, after she passed, Mm -hmm. Um, and it is expected to be televised. Um, mm-hmm. So check your local. Yeah, I know I was Whatever. watching. Probably the national... BBC on, on YouTube probably will be the easiest, more likely, or the BBC website. Um, and I know one of the major networks
0: here is going to be airing at uh, 930 Eastern Time yeah to watch so
1: yeah check local listings yeah because the the ceremony is supposed to take place at um 3 p.m uk time Uh
2: right um
1: so um the uh it's planned for the saturday the 17th of april um it is going to be um the pallbearers are going to be um some some guards um, and um, his uh, coffin will be carried by those, uh, those Grenadier guards from um, where he, the, the duke, is, the coffin is, is lying at, at Windsor Castle um, to um, being transported to St. George's Chapel in a Land Rover that Philip helped design. No. of course. Yes. Um there uh they are expecting um, uh representatives from the various uh military um or you know organizations the navy the marines um the royal regiment of scotland royal air force um to be uh uh lined up on the route and um uh some of the family members are expected to walk um, i think we all re- remember the image of uh young uh william and, and harry uh walking mm-hmm. behind their mother's mother's coffin um, yeah. mm-hmm. so, um, uh, so um because of covid um the Number of guests attending the actual funeral is limited to thirty, although that does not include people working uh, like the pallbearers and the clergy who will be conducting the ceremony and stuff. Um, so um, but it it is expected that it's going to be just the closest members of the royal family, um, you know the 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 queen's and and Philips children. Um and then their children. Um, I don't know about any great grandchildren. I guess it would just depend on because once you start including the great grandchildren, you can get up to thirty really quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because and they when... have yeah, the, 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 the her, her royal itis and the and the prince have four kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Each of those kids have at least two children and then mm-hmm. At least two of those kids have kids, so yeah, yeah. they have like ten great grandchildren at this point, or something like that. So let's see,
0: uh... yeah, uh, ten, yeah. I've, I've, mm-hmm. just, I've got a list up here, and I'm yeah looking,
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, but um, yeah, they they could they could get up to thirty pretty darn quick.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you don't see any of the the the, the little ones, don't don't be surprised. Uh, yeah. One because it, well, it's
0: and it's not necessarily
1: appropriate for kids. Uh, you never yeah. know how they're going to act in a, you know in a situation yeah. that's supposed to be quiet and solemn. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. and I mean, I I I just had my grandparents funerals just in the last six months Mm -hmm. here and you know my my kids I mean we brought coloring books for Alex and Lottie was just a baby so it's like eh, they're they're little kids they don't they they they're not they don't really know what's going on but yeah 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 although Um, although you know the the um the again the statement that I saw from from William he was talking about how he was grateful that 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 like his older kids got to know their great grandfather and just mm-hmm. what a mm-hmm. what a treat that was and mm-hmm. he's grateful that that happened and now if you yeah we'll, we'll link to we'll see if we can link to William's statement it was really good yeah i, mm-hmm. I was like oh my gosh you are such I can't wait till you're king. Honestly, you're gonna <laughs> yeah. be a good one.
1: Yeah, he's gonna, yeah. Be, he's gonna
0: be great when it comes to that time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean that may that may sound insensitive given what's going on, but every time I every time William says something or, or does something, I'm just like, you're awesome, dude. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. the greatest. And Kate, I love her.
1: Yeah. Um. So there's gonna be a, a national minute of, si- minute of silence at three o'clock at the top of the hour the the ceremony actually service actually begins um the the dean of windsor and the archbishop of canterbury are going to perform the service and uh they're expecting the duke to be buried at the royal vault at saint george's chapel where um her majesty is eventually uh is expected to be buried there too once she when she passes um so uh, I you hope, know the. I still the, hope that's a long way off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. The, uh, I, know, I know. I know. I mean, people. I know. You know, people have speculated. You know, when this moment would come, what would she do? And as far as everyone mm-hmm. is concerned, and this has come from the people that know her best—people like William and and mm-hmm. you know her children and her, you know the people and the like—that she plans on ruling up until she passes. Mm-hmm. regardless that um, doesn't
0: surprise me yeah
1: nope. uh, you know yes she has you know pulled back on some work and has passed along some of those patronages to mm-hmm. charles and camilla and and the like um mm-hmm. and uh but she is still uh planning on on working um you know obviously health and pandemic permitting um right so um, whether we'll see how soon we'll actually see her return to public um, again, pub, you know, pandemic aside, after the eight days of mourning has passed, I'm sure they're going to leave that up to her. I don't think she's going to be but, like, OK, eight days are over back to work. You know, if she needs mm-hmm. more time. I don't think anybody's going to begrudge her if she wants more time. um Mm -mm. before get before getting back to work um it's it's unfortunate that the family this is their first chance to get together likely Mm -hmm. in a while because of the pandemic under these circumstances um and unfortunately because of the pandemic not it's not even going to be everybody uh harry has arrived in the uk um he is currently self-quarantining um so that he can get through the quarantine period in time for Saturday, unfortunately. Megan is extremely pregnant with baby number two. And uh mm-hmm. she was ad- advised it's not medically advisable for her to do the twelve hour flight
2: yeah. to the UK even
1: mm-hmm. without the pandemic. As pregnant as she is, is you know, she doesn't mean yeah. need to be getting on a plane. Um yeah. and and all and the like and all that. So um, she is staying behind with Archie, uh, presumably, um, so, uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, hopefully that, uh, yeah, you know, uh, they can take this, this solemn event and find some, find some light in, in yeah. what is a, an extremely sad time, you know. Yeah. Not just for the family, but the entire country. But definitely the yeah. family. I mean, it's yeah. always hard when you lose a, a family member, but mm-hmm. when you have someone who was such a pillar to an entire country, mm-hmm. a number of countries, you know, you know co- a commonwealth of millions and millions and millions of citizens. Um, you know, it's 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 a loss it really
0: is a loss it is at the same time i mean 99 years old i mean Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. many of us are like you know if i live to be 100 and you know do even a fraction of what of what he did it's like you know it 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 is sad and it's like i mean i was sad when my grandparents passed away and they were in their 80s and at the same time you're kind of like you know i'm i'm glad that they're That that I had them for as long as I did, and I'm glad Mm -hmm. that that I got to know them and and all these things. So it's bittersweet as well. And you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, especially if if they have health problems, which it kind of seemed like um, Prince Philip had his share of that as well. So you know, it's it's sad, but it's also a celebration of his life and and looking back on the things that he did and the legacy that he lives or that, that he left behind, and you know the 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 you know the example he, he left for his family and also for the entire world so yeah it is sad i am not going to diminish that at all i also mm-hmm. feel like it's a time to celebrate to an extent
1: mm-hmm. yes you can, you can you can you can a more more in the life life lost but celebrate the life lived yes
0: mm-hmm. yep. a, a life very
1: well and fully lived Um and if yeah, they've they've been discouraging people from leaving things like flowers and balloons and stuff outside the, the, mm-hmm. the various residencies. Um they um although people have, have still been uh doing well, doing yeah. doing so. Um but if you if you are inclined to make some sort of token you know, in in honor and respect, or you know, in memory of you know whatever, um, you know whether you know one of his patronages is something that maybe personally affected you in in your in your life or something, mm-hmm. um, or just uh, as a, a show of respect, um, you know, look at those list of patronages and see if you can give a financial contribution, mm-hmm. um, and uh, help continue the the duke's work
0: yes yeah and there's also a, a a an online condolence book that you can leave um your your wishes to the family uh-huh. um it's uh it's on the the, the royal family website uh-huh. shouldn't be hard to find
1: yeah long as you can get to i tried to get to it the other day and it just sat and and just ran and spun yeah i I, was like i imagine a lot of people are trying to get to this website right now i will come back later yeah (laughs) just just keep checking back i finally got through and and
0: left a little note and just you know yeah because those i mean i'm sure there's like hundreds and hundreds of people millions of people leaving notes it just i don't know i always felt nice you know when when someone just said something about when, when
1: my grandparents passed away so i just mm-hmm. was like you know yeah absolutely i mean any mm-hmm. you know, any anyone who's who's lost a loved one you know likes i'm sure mm-hmm. appreciates the acknowledgement even from people yeah. that they don't know that you mm-hmm. know like you know i it's just one of those things as human beings that just connects us is is yes. love and loss yeah
0: and you know I, I, I that is something you know for all our differences and for all the whatever going on we still that's one thing we just we all understand
1: yep yep so um and like i said of course we will uh try to i will you know as as many links as 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 possible <laughs> In, in yeah. the show notes uh, for for this week's episode, so yeah. and
0: definitely we we missed we missed talking about so much. So yeah, check out those those other tributes. Check out you know the, there's video interviews or you know videos of you know things that they've done in the past, speeches and, and whatnot. Just mm-hmm. uh, you know whatever you're inclined to check out, do
1: so. Yeah, yeah. There there's a lot lot out there. So please, uh enjoy uh what we uh link to on on our website. Yeah. Enjoy the rabbit hole of history. Yeah. It's fascinating. Absolutely Very. fascinating the history. Yes. And like I said, you
0: know, he lived for a good chunk of the 20th century. So if 20th century history is your thing? There you go. Mm-hmm. Um and again mm-hmm. our website is the 5 com. We will forego any of the uh um usual stuff that we do with that we plug yeah, at the, the end. Shameless self promotion. Yeah, just, just out of respect, but it'll it'll return um in due
1: time. Yep. So uh with that we shall sign off this week. This is Brittany Troy saying goodnight.
0: This is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin
1: saying good evening and this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I will leave uh, you all with um, part of uh, Harry's uh, statement that he uh, made uh, in uh, remembrance of his of his grandfather. He has been a rock for Her Majesty, the Queen with unparalleled devotion, by her side for 73 years of marriage, and while I could go on, I know that right now he would say to all of us, beer in hand, oh, do get on with it.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.